Hey, everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and my guest today is Coach Dave Friedman. He is he's a pretty cool guy. I'm, I'm excited to have a, a chance to talk with him. He mentors and coaches leaders, entrepreneurs, and anyone who wants to experience a life lived on purpose and with passion. Uh, Coach Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit about your backstory, about kind of what what's your life journey that brought you to where you are today? Started a long time ago, like everybody's life, right? Basically, what happened is that I have had five careers. I have moved around all over the country. I was very blessed out of high school. I got a chance to make a living as a working musician. We had a lot of fun, albums and tours, and got kind of famous and that whole thing. And as you can imagine, a bunch of 20-year-olds going after it, passion, total immersion. We got a little burnt out, so took a break, had a couple of kids, got married. Actually swapped that. I got married first, and then I had a couple of kids. Spent a couple of years in high tech and lived that suburban lifestyle for a while. You know, soccer and ballet lessons and the family during the holidays, did all that. Took a chance because I got a little, what I call a niggling disquiet. I moved into something else. I joined my wife in her business. We moved to the West Coast. I became what I call a poster child for the crash of 2008. We crashed. It was very spectacular and lost everything and rebuilt myself, took my spiritual journey, started playing again, and rediscovered my passion for helping other people. Through talking to a coach, that path just found me, and it called me, and I went for it. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept that, you know, when you make a decision, the universe conspires to help you make it happen. And when I made that decision, it was just like, okay, Dave, we've been waiting for you. Everything fell into place, and now I'm a full-time core energy coach, and I just love every minute of it. Okay, so I, what instrument do you play, if you, or do you play multiple instruments? I think most people that play pay, play pe- most people that play pay mul- play multiple instruments. I get played to pay. I get, wow, I get paid to play keyboards. Okay, and I'm just. Just because I'm curious, any songs that I might know that you, that I'm from your band? Our big hit, and this was back in the 80s, is a song called Never Tell an Angel When Your Heart's on Fire. Okay. And it made a hit. It was dance music. We had a couple of songs in the Rob, um, the grown-up movies. Okay. And so, you know, we had a lot of fun. Good. What... Yeah. If you were performing in the 80s, um, I can't say anything but wonderful things about you. That is my genre of music, the the music that influenced me during my teen years. So phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, good. So you're going through all of these different areas of life, all of these different experiences in life. And then you kind of you get to the point now where you're doing, I think you said, core energy coaching. OK, so. Talk to me about what is what is it that you are doing now, and how does it 
how does your journey to this point, um, how has it shaped what you're doing? We are energy. I believe you're familiar with that concept. I've listened to a couple of your con uh, podcasts. And so basically we're energy and we vibrate on a, a frequency that aligns with who we are at our inner core. Looking back on a lot of what I did in the past, I realized that I wasn't really 100% conscious all the time. I was just in the flow of somebody else's dream. Yeah, it was great fun for me to play music for a while. And even then it was kind of really insane and all that. What I realized is that when I found me through this journey of kind of re-engineering me, the ability to be present, the ability to be aware, the ability to be consciously in congruence with who I am at my core allowed me to live what I consider a better life to be a better version of myself, to be more authentic. And it is with that backdrop that I work with people who are looking to find those blocks, to find the spaces where they can't quite live a life that they envision for themselves. And it all is about raising their vibration so that it becomes in line with the natural vibration of their particular purpose. Okay. So just... Full disclosure here, right? So um, I have a spinal cord injury. When I was 21, I was paralyzed basically from the, the chest down. And it was in that experience that I had to learn who I am. And I had to come to, come to grips with the reality of, okay, just because I can't walk and I have some physical limitations, how does this impact my understanding of me? And, I, you know, from that it sounds like you kind of went through a crash and had to do that similar reevaluation and, you know, reframing and maybe reimagination or reengineering um, all of the rewords, whatever they are. Um, but uh, do you feel like people have to go through difficult circumstances to make them aware of that? Or is it just the, the fact that, you know, we've got a sample size of two here and both of us have had those experiences and it's resulted in that in our lives. That makes it a hundred percent. That's both of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> you did it and I did it. So I, I can't see anybody else. Um, but yeah. it, what, when you're working with people, are you finding that it is, what is it that stimulates or drives the people uh, for the, for an, a better understanding of themselves? A lot of times it does take an event when we're just going through life and life is just happening. You know, we're sleeping inside and we have a life and everything's good. Why change that? Unfortunately, it does take something and it doesn't need to be as substantial as what happened to us. One of the things, though, that I thought of when you were sharing that story is that I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that what you found out about yourself is that you're actually not your body. You are more than that. And you can be very much yourself, even more so because you've done the work, even though you're dealing with your thing here. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. And here's where I come from. I I've come to understand that my physical body is not me, that the essence of who I am lives inside. It's my, it's my character. It's my, 
thoughts, it's my passions, it's my sense of humor. It, it is all those are the things that make me, and I hate to speak about myself in the third person, but that's what makes me rob. Okay. And, and, it, and I think it's a very important understanding, at least it is for me, because um, our physical abilities and our physical, uh, our physical body changes over the course of time. And so how many times do you have somebody who is, you know, a star in high school athletics, and then, you know, they turn 40 and they're no longer in that place. They're no longer, they can, they can no longer define themselves in that way. And they are really searching for identity because that's who they thought they were. Does that, what's your reaction to that? First of all, absolutely. And there's a group of people who define themselves by what they do. And so a lot of the work that I do is help people like that realize who it is that they are. And that's the energy part. Who are we? And it doesn't matter what we do. It, even though the stuff that we have been through has a lot to do with determining kind of how we look at the world, it still doesn't determine who we are. And we get to decide that, especially if we pay attention and do some of the work. Sure. So, and I would completely agree with this. Um, I feel like um, adversity does not build character. Adversity reveals it. Okay. And so, um, so in that way, I think one of the things that, that you talk about is being a better version of you. And to me, I think that, that, that's exactly what happens when you go through something that forces you to look at yourself and to look at who you are essentially you become uh, you become more aware of who you are and you become more comfortable being the person that you truly are Did, does that does that make sense to you at all couldn't have said it better myself okay good so talk to me about Talk to me about the process then as you're, as you're dealing with people and you're helping them to be a better them, helping them to become a better version of you. I, like, is there a, are there steps that you do with that or how do, like, how do you, how can you do that? There's a process. There's a method to the madness. It's not cookie cutter because I'm dealing with an individual. I'm dealing with you. If I was to work with you, I don't need to know anything about podcasting. I don't need to know anything about your um, physical challenges. I work exactly only with you and what it is that you give me. So I'm hearing from you. I'm feeling from you. I get your energy from you. Let me ask you a question. What is it that you really enjoy doing? I'm a people person and I enjoy sharing with people. That's that's what it is. And um, that is the essence of why I'm, a, as a speaker, I am sharing the knowledge that I have. As a podcaster, I'm sharing the expertise that I have. And that, to me, this is a really long, long way to answer your question, but my, my desire to share and to support other people is what really drives me in life. And so that makes you feel alive when you're doing that. You're just up. Your energy is powerful. 
See, that's an example of what happens when you experience your energy. And I expect that if something happens and you have a few days when you can't do that and you're not really sharing and you're not being you, you don't feel as powerful. Your energy is waning. So when you're doing what you're doing, when you're in congruence, then you get a chance to be your more authentic self. That's the you. Yeah. I, and that, that to me, and I'm, I mean, I realize you and I may use slightly different vocabulary, but that to me is when you, when you begin to figure out who you are, when you begin to understand the essence of, of yourself, that, that opens up a world in which, uh, listen, I, I'll be really, really upfront with this, okay? When I was 21, I lost a lot of physical ability, okay? And... I had to, I had a choice. I could focus on what was lost or I could focus on what I had. And that was going to be the determining factor in what I did with the rest of my life. If I were completely focused on all of the things that I could no longer do, that would be a a negative existence in which I am literally putting my energy into feeling worse about myself or the other side of it is, okay, I have these abilities. How do I use these abilities to make a positive impact in the world around me? And now I'm seeing that in spite of whatever deficits there are, in spite of whatever loss there was, there's still something positive there to use to make the world a better place. What's your, what's your reaction to that? It's bringing to me an analogy because if you look at yourself as a block of stone, the Michelangelo, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but they said, how did you create such an amazing sculpture of of David so lifelike? And he says, I didn't create anything. All I did was take everything away that wasn't the David. When you go through an experience like that, all you do is remove everything that's not you, in this case, including some of your physical functionality, and you let the pure you shine. That is, I love the analogy for this, for this reason, nobody, nobody's interested in all of the stuff that got chipped away Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, that's all, I don't know what they do with it. I'm assuming that all of that stuff went out in the garbage or somewhere, you know, uh, nobody knows, nobody cares where that went. What they're looking at is what remains and the beauty of what has been revealed underneath the, it underneath the surface of the whatever medium it is that um, that the artist is working in. So I'm assuming that you're I'm assuming that you're kind of like an artist with people and in that process it, do you do you have a process to help people with just that uh, just that element? Wait a minute, let me write this down. I'm an artist with people. Good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So do you have a process that, that you, that you take people through or how does that work? A good thing for people to do. I created this four step process to what I call being a better version of yourself. What it does is allows people to get closer to who they want to be. And I give them tools so that they can be that person more consistently. You got to check in first. You got to see what you're feeling. What's going on? 
Feelings are signposts that allow us to know that something in our life would need some attention. When you are aware of a signpost, look right at it. Pay attention to it. Don't overlook it. So often, we don't pay attention to the signpost. And, and one of the reasons my life fell apart is because I wasn't paying attention to the signposts. They were telling, they were yelling at me, but I was busy. You know, it's like my kids. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. I, very interesting. People going through times and they're, they're thinking, I'm not supposed to feel this way or I shouldn't feel this emotion or they actually fight with their emotions. And you're saying almost the opposite. And that is look at your emotions, listen to your emotions and um, feel the direct, understand the direction that they're sharing with you. Am I properly understanding that? Call it inner wisdom. Your emotions, your feelings, that stuff that's talking to you, it is trying to tell you something. And the best thing to do, get out of your own way and pay attention. Okay. You mentioned your four-step process. Uh, is Can you... Like, can you just give us a, a mile high overview of, of that? Is, is that something you can share with us? Well, the check in okay. and the look and listen to the first two steps, I call it clay check in, look and listen. Once you start to understand what it is that your body is telling you now at go actively at it and ask yourself some, what I call empowering questions, go deeper, go two or three levels deeper journal on it. Force these answers to come through. They're waiting to come through. They want you. Once you get an idea of what's happening with you, the why in clay is that you got this. Once okay. you know what's going on, you have the power and the ability to mold your life. That's why I call it clay. You can mold your life to look any way you envision. Okay. So it's check in, look and listen. Actively pursue it, and then you got this. All right. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. I, for people that are people that are listening, are kind of like, okay, um, I hear what you guys are talking about. I don't want to go through um, a spinal cord injury. I don't want to go through uh, a crash in which I lose everything. Uh, but help help us understand kind of what's why would people want to do this work? Why would they, what's the incentive to become a better version of yourself? Because a lot of people are pretty comfortable saying, I'm pretty dang nice, exactly like I am. I don't know why I want to do anything to improve me because I like me like I am. Very good point. A lot of people don't care. A lot of people are just happy with the way it is. And you know what? That's great. Good on you. Have a nice life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But some people are you know, have the experiences. Some people are actually being called to a different experience of their lives. There's something that's happening. Maybe they just want to modify a certain behavior. Maybe they want to get more into response mode instead of constantly reacting. I had a guy who was always late, constantly late for everything, always. And we worked together, did some of the processes, and now he's always on time. There was an interesting underneath thing that we had to find, which is why the questions get asked. But it could be as simple as that. Okay. I would imagine that there are a lot of reasons. Um, some of them are internal. Some of them are external that 
you know, that are basically obstacles or barriers to that movement forward. Can you talk about some of those obstacles and things that can get in the way of this work and things that can get in the way of developing your better self? The biggest, quite honestly, number one thing that gets in the way is us. Most obstacles come from the outside, but they're holding up a mirror to let us know that there's something that we're not in congruence with. And because we're so close to it, because we live it, we're so comfortable with it, we don't always see it. And that's where someone like a coach who's sitting there listening, hearing what you're saying, and even mirroring some of it back to you, that can open the door to allow you to see what changes you might want to make. And then what we do is we help you make those changes. Our habits are what we've done our whole lives are like grooves in a record. You're old enough to know records, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it takes a while to regroove that. But if you want to, it's absolutely and scientifically, neurologically possible to change your behaviors. Okay. And I'm sorry to make this pun, but once you make those changes, I everything's not going to be totally groovy all the, all of a sudden, right? Um, th- there's, there's still going to be issues and things that happen in life that are, that are going to be unpleasant. It's not a matter, uh, or is it a matter of when you tell me, okay, when you are becoming a better version of you, does that, how does that look? How does that feel in the world? How does that um, mesh with some of the difficulties that we may go through. Cause listen, sometimes stuff happens that's out of our control. So um, how does that look in the real world? So to speak. Great, great question. Life is what life is. How we deal with it quite honestly is our choice. And when we know who we are, I mean, you've come to peace with, with what happened to you, right? So you've come to peace with that. So knowing who you are gives you calm, peace, acceptance, compassion. You can go through your life with purpose and confidence. And what happens out there isn't going to sway you or throw you too much because that's out there. Sure. And listen, I'll be, I'll be very honest about this. Some people who listen to the podcast have heard this before. Probably once or twice a year, I crash. And it's like, this is hard. This is, this is not easy. There are not a whole lot of people that understand what I go through on a daily basis. And then it, it is that work to get back and recentered, so to speak, to say, okay, um, it, you know, and you can spend a fair bit of time there because there's the realization that, you know what, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be experiencing the same exact thing. And it's going to be for as long as I am gifted with life, it's going to be the same exact thing every day, but you, you need that recentering and say, okay, well then what is life about? Who am I? And how do I fit into this? My phrase for it is the human condition. It's the thing that we all experience. It's what makes us human. How do I fit into this and, and make the most of it? And I mean, and for me, it's making a positive impact on the world around me is what would you say what would you say is most people's goal in life or you know when they're becoming the better version of themselves is it 
about is it about only them or is it about others or how does you know what do most people do in that situation does that make sense as a question yeah absolutely i want to go back right before the question first though because you probably know this but you want to give yourself some compassion you're human of course you're going to have some down days we wouldn't know the up days if we didn't have down days right and you've done the work already you said you went through it when when it first happened that sucked in a, I'm sorry, in a big way, right? But you've done the work, so you've got your energy up here. You can get back up there fairly quickly because this is really where you hang. And the rest of it, it's just a rainy day, but your sun is always shining above the clouds. Yeah. To get to the answer to your question, everything, everything, everything starts here. When we are at our best, when we are authentic, we are congruent with our purpose and we are clear, then we are better for everything else around us. It's the idea when you put your mask on first and then you help the person next to you, we got to take care of ourselves. And it's not selfish because that's the best way we can take care of everybody else. It does make a whole lot of sense. Listen, Coach Dave, it's been phenomenal to talk with you. Um, if people are looking to learn more about you, uh, where can they find you on the web or what, what's the best way to, to get in touch with you? My website is Coach Dave, the letter 4YOU. So I am for you, CoachDave4U.com. What I am offering to your folks is a free hour coaching session. It's not really a discovery session. It's a full on experience what it is that we do here. So go to Coach Dave for you.com slash chat find a time that works for you we'll have a phone call a zoom call and it's an honor and a pleasure to be able to have a visit and, and share uh, definitely i will put that link in the show notes so that people can find that and, and get to you as easy as possible i dave thank you very much for sharing it is time for three questions to establish your humanity are you ready for this my friend Good luck with this, right? Oh, no worries. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? A favorite, you know, favorite day of the year? The one that I'm in now. I so it every day is a every day is a good day. Is that what I'm hearing? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't set aside anything specific for anything else. Okay. Um. So. What is the weirdest place that you have ever fallen asleep? So you've been, you've done extensive traveling. You've been in a lot of different places. Uh, just wondering if there is an odd place that you have ever fallen asleep. I'm going to say Atlanta airport. <laughs> I, were you, I'm assuming you were waiting for a flight and, um, were able to sleep in the terminal there? Yes. That actually happened a couple of times. I spent the night once in the airport in Berlin. Same thing. Airports are a good place. Weird, but good. Because you got to trust the world that you, everything you have with you and on you is still going to be there when you wake up. Got it. What is the most unusual thing that you have ever eaten? I was in... Denmark and at a 
side food court and they had these little fish that still had the eyes in it but they were eating them so i ate them I, would you would you do it again i've done it once i don't need to do it again <laughs> enough said that makes perfect sense it's one of those things that, um yeah i had i I'm willing to try anything once. I don't necessarily feel like I need to do it again. Um, right. Once was enough. And Coach Dave, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate you sharing. You are indeed a smart person. For all my listeners, thank you for being here today. And I will remind you that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. 